Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Good morning, Glorious Gospel Church, GGC. It's great to be online with you guys. Um, Thank you so much for letting me come and minister today. Uh, I just want you guys to know from the outset that we've been praying for you as a church. Um, we, We know what it feels like to be in lockdown, but... Um, I want to remind you this morning that while you're in lockdown um, and, and while you know, things might look different right now, Jesus is still on the throne. His kingdom is advancing like never, never before. And there's, a, there's an amazing openness to the gospel right now in our nation. And so maybe, maybe uh, I can start this morning by praying. Thank you guys for being online and uh, having me. Let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you for your presence, Lord. And despite the restrictions that we face in different parts of our nation at the moment, Lord, we thank you that you are on the throne, Lord, that your kingdom is advancing like never before. And Lord, we, we, we ask this morning that you would challenge us, that you would enlarge us, Lord, that we would become more like you. Lord, we want to be those who are transformed into your image, Lord, who, who, that when people see us, they see you. So transform us today. Encourage us. Lord, would your, would your spirit come into each and every house every room, to every person that's watching online, that's watching back, that's listening to a podcast, Lord, would your presence come right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you open your Bibles with me to, uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this morning? Um, from verse 47 to 49, it says this, the first man, it's talking about Adam, it says the first man, Adam, was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man, this is talking about Jesus, is from heaven, as was the man of dust, so also is those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have been born, uh, just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall, or let us also bear the image of the man of heaven. Let us also, just as we've borne the image of our natural creation, let us bear the image of Jesus. In Colossians 1 verse 15, It says this, talking about Jesus again, it says, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. With all that's going on in the the world today, we have to be a people who are becoming more like Jesus. We have to be a people who are becoming more like Jesus. Um, That's what following, following Jesus, that's what being a disciple is actually really about, that we are transformed into his image, from glory to glory, to, to become more like him. So when we choose to follow Jesus, and when we're born again as a, new, uh, as a new creation, 1 Corinthians says this, that we bear the image of Jesus. We're, we're new creations, we're given a new nature and a new lineage when we come into his family, we bear his image. Now, um, I, I know some of you at GGC um, have met my dad, Russ Doty, uh, he, he leads a Redemption Hills Church in Tasmania. I think he's been up and, and ministered. If you haven't met him, he's probably ministered uh, in your church before. And all you have to do is to see, um, to see my dad and I standing next to each other to know that he's my dad. It's, uh, it's undeniable. Um, I bear his image. I, I might just be a slightly thicker version of him, but I, I bear his image. We, we, look, uh, you know, we look the same. I sound like him. Uh, I have some of the same mannerisms. Um, uh, as him, people often like to give me a hard time or give us a hard time as we preach because we tend to do the same sort of things. Um, and that's just part of lineage. Um, you know, I bear his image. But 
The thing is that while I resemble my, my, my father in appearance, um, once I gave my life to Jesus and I chose to follow Jesus, um, I, I was giving a, given a new spiritual family and a new lineage. So I still look like my dad and I might sound a bit like him or have his mannerisms, but when I follow Jesus, I've, I've been given a new spiritual lineage and a new family. I now bear the image of Jesus, not just the image of my earthly father. And, and, and as I follow Jesus, I'm filled with the spirit and transformed by the renewing of my mind. Um, as I follow Jesus, I should reflect the image of Jesus more and more. Um, you know, it, it's not sort of, uh, you know, it's just salvation and that's it. No, no. I want to be transformed into his image. I want to reflect his image more and more. My, my spiritual life, my thoughts, my, my values, what I give my time to, how I treat people, um, how I steward my resources, how, how I act and how I re react to people, what I say, what I don't say. All these things should reflect Jesus. When people see us, they should see um, a, a transformation taking place where they actually see more and more of Jesus. In John 16, verse 13 to 15, it says this. Um, it says, when the, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. So he says, he will glorify me, Jesus. Um, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of what, of what is mine and declare it to you. The work of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. We need more of the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our churches. But the work of the Spirit is to glorify Jesus, to lead us to the truth of Jesus to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment so that we become more like Jesus. I think you guys are getting the point this morning. Um, the gifts of the Spirit glorify Jesus. Uh, um, a preacher, a guy named Danny Guglielmucci says this, the more the Holy Spirit is at work in me, the more people should see Jesus in me. The more the Holy Spirit is at work in me, the more people should see Jesus in me. We have to be continually being transformed into the image of Jesus. We have to become more like Jesus. Not using Jesus or using the Bible to further my agenda or reinforce what I already think or what I already believe, but actually allowing the Holy Spirit to work in my life so that I'm, I'm conformed into the image of Christ. Uh, we, we, we like to use this phrase, to know Jesus and make him known. But to know Jesus and make him known means to become like him. To be disciples who make disciples means that we have to become like Jesus so that we can help others become like Jesus. We don't make disciples of ourselves. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not making disciples to have a whole bunch of little mats running around. Um, I, we, we make disciples of Jesus. We have to be becoming more like Jesus so we can help others become more like Jesus. Now, uh, I think in this time that we find ourselves in, um, will you ask yourself, how much of my life, how much of what I give my time to, how much of what I'm involved in bears the image of Jesus? How much of my life, how much of what I'm involved in, how much of my time bears the image of Jesus? 
Um, in the first few weeks of, of last year, um, when, we, when we were in lockdown here in Victoria, we weren't able to physically meet together as a local church. Um, Leanna, who's one of our elders' wives, some of you have met Olaf and Leanna. Leanna had a picture, and the picture was of a house and the, with, a, with a scaffolding around it. If you've ever seen a house being built, you know, they put scaffolding up so they can get to the, the roof, they can build that house. Um, but the scaffolding was being removed from the house in this prophetic picture that she had. But as, it, as that scaffolding came down, you could clearly see parts of the house that had holes in it. That, that, that there was parts of the house where there was things lacking there. Can I ask you the question today, GGC and anyone else that's tuning in, as the scaffolding of the church being able to gather together has been removed, how is your relationship with Jesus? How are you doing right now in your relationship with Jesus? How is the image of Jesus in your life? Are there, are there holes in your life or areas that need to be strengthened? See, we can spend all of lockdown um, and, uh, you know, kind of looking at what we're, what's been taken away from us. You know, we can look at our lack. Or we can use this time to say, Jesus, I want to become more like you. Jesus, I want to mature. I want to press into you. I need more of your presence. I want to come out of these times um, more like Jesus. I want to come out of these times bearing your image more. I want to come out in more power. When Jesus went into the wilderness um, in the Gospels, say he, came, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to come out of these times with the power of the Holy Spirit and the image of Jesus being evident in our life. How is the image of Jesus in your life? I truly believe that these times we have to say, I want to become more like you, Jesus. I want to become more like you. I just don't, I, I don't want to just do the Sunday church game. I, I don't want to just be a Sunday Christian if that's, even, if that's even possible. I want every area of my life to be transformed into the image of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you come and fill and change me and bring truth into every part of who I am so that I can become more like you. I, I want every part of my life to line up with the Word of God, to reflect who you are. I want to follow the example of Jesus. I want to become more like him. I, you know, can, can you say amen to that this morning? Can you say amen to, hey, th this is a time to become more like Jesus. In John 13, verse 13 to 15, Jesus says this. He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. He says, I, I am teacher and Lord. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash the feet of another, wash another's feet. For, he goes on to say, for I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. Are we following Jesus' example? See, the, 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 the gospel of the kingdom includes all the things that Jesus did and who he was. Becoming people who, who, are, who reflect the image of Jesus more and more um, is not just a head exercise. It is a heart transformation, but it's also doing what he did, following in his footsteps. Um, it's, you know, it, it's doing what he did and becoming who he is. John Gray says this, systematic change won't happen through legislation or passing laws. The, uh, he says only the Holy Spirit can change people's hearts and minds and perspectives and perceptions. Have we become too reliant 
upon the, the external systems of the world to see the change of kingdom advancement that we want to see? Or how, are we actually allowing the Holy Spirit to change our hearts so that we become more like him and the kingdoms advance in us and through us? We need to become more like Jesus. And we need to be a people who bear the image of Jesus. Jesus told uh, the, the, par the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus told that parable to the Israelites. Um, and sometimes you know, I think we can miss um, the, 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 the weight of that, given what was going on in you know, the, how they viewed each other. So uh, in this parable of the Good Samaritan, a, man, a man's beaten by robbers and he's left for dead. And then it says the, the rabbi, or really in modern day terms, the pastor came by. And then the priests passed by, and they both passed by on the other side of the road. They didn't help the man. The, those who should have, in their culture, stopped to help, help the guy who was beaten, went, no, this is too much for us. You know, this, I, I'm too busy. I've got places to be. Whatever the excuse was, they went to the other side of the road. It didn't help him. And then Jesus says, but the Samaritan stopped to help and bandaged his wounds and paid for his care. Now, you have to understand that the Israelites viewed the Samaritans as the enemy. It wasn't just like, you know, a guy from a different culture came by. No, was, this was like, this was the enemy. This was like, you know, we have nothing to do with them. We don't talk to them. They're, you know, they, they viewed Samaritans as less than human. And Jesus says, whoa, 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 it's the Samaritan who came by and helped this guy. Jesus chose to give the Samaritan value and honor in the parable. But the Samaritan was the one to get, uh, um, to, to, uh, who, who Jesus says um, loved his neighbor as himself and modeled the love of God. Jesus, in telling the story of the Good Samaritan, broke down cultural divides. Jesus himself, uh, he ministered to the Samaritan woman at the well. I mean, again, there's a cultural divide there, but he also broke down the gender divide there. <laughs> the divide that in that time, men didn't talk to women. They viewed not only Samaritans as less than, but they viewed um, women as less than. Jesus broke down the gender divide. He said, no, no, we are all equally valued in God. Jesus calls a tax collector and the prostitute. Jesus steps in front of the woman caught in adultery and says, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. He doesn't stand beside her. No, he steps in front of her. He calls the tax collectors. He calls the prostitutes. He touched the lepers and the outcasts. He, he came to unify across all races and classes and genders and tribes and tongues. Jesus was countercultural, but it was always about the kingdom. Fighting, can I say this? Fighting for church buildings to be reopened will not see the kingdom advanced unless we're committed to fight to become more like Jesus. Can I say that again? Fighting for church buildings to be reopened won't see the kingdom advance unless we're committed in ourselves to fight to become more like Jesus. Some of us need to spend less time attacking other believers on social media and more time on our knees before the Lord, asking him to transform us into his image. I recently read a statistic um, that said that 70% of young people in America who have put their hand up or responded to Jesus at some sort of rally were no longer walking with him because they hadn't been discipled to become more like Jesus. They're not in church anymore because they've been asked to attend church 
but they haven't been discipled to become more like Jesus and to say yes to his mission. As we continue and as we come through coronavirus, and and church, we will come through coronavirus, I believe God's bringing us back to being disciples who make disciples. Back Back to being people who become like Jesus and help others become like him. Being a people who are being transformed into the image of Jesus and helping people be transformed into his image. Jesus says this in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. It's been given to him, to Jesus. He is the head. And then he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the great commission. Um, It's our mission that we're called to partner with God on. This isn't the great suggestion. This isn't, and and I know GDC, I know you guys do this well as a church, but this is is what we're called to do as followers of Jesus, is to go make disciples. Yes, we'll gather again. Yes, you'll worship together again. Yes, we'll pray together. We value these things because the Bible values these things. But we have to be a people who give everything to becoming more like Jesus and who truly disciple or invest in others so they become more like him. That's the starting point. That's the heart. That in that, when Jesus is the head, when Jesus is the focus, everything else finds its rightful place. Someone said the Great Commission is probably the most disobeyed commandment in the whole Bible. 96% of Christians will never lead another person to Jesus in their lifetime. What? Can can you believe that? 96% of Christians? If that's the case, and 96% of Christians won't won't lead somebody to Jesus, how many less will actually disciple somebody? Yet the Great Commission, Jesus says, go make disciples. Surely, far less people are discipling than those that that are seeing people get saved. Joel Shaw says this, most Western Christians have said yes to the messenger and to the message, but no to the mission. Oof. He says discipleship only truly happens when we say yes to the messenger, the message, and the mission. We have to be a people who are becoming more like Jesus, who follow Jesus, and who are disciples who make disciples. We can't leave this up to the paid professionals. It's not the pastors or the elders or the leader's job. It's the commission, the commandment for every single one of us who call Jesus Lord to go make disciples, to to bear his image, to become like him and to help others be transformed into his image, to become like him. We have to be the people who are becoming like Jesus and who are helping others become like him. We are poised right now, church, on the edge of the biggest revival that the world has ever seen. We want to be a people who bring in the harvest. I know GGC, you guys, you guys pray this way. You guys are going after this. But I want to challenge you. Maybe you're new to the church. Maybe, maybe you've settled down. But God's calling you to be a part of his harvest, to be those who bring in the harvest. Um, to say yes to mission is to become like Jesus and to say yes that that. that to say yes to those that Jesus has said yes to. It's to pursue those that he said yes to. It's to get his heart.
for those who no one else has a heart for. I think we get so distracted by so many other things. We spend so much time on social media. We spend so much time getting in arguments and we miss the opportunity to see people from, uh, brought out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. We miss the opportunity to minister to the one, to say yes to the opportunities, the doors that God, op God opens and see salvation come. To say yes to the mission is to lift our voice for those who don't have a voice. Um, one of the guys in our church, we, we, we go out, like you guys, we go out regularly on the street um, and, and we minister to people. And yeah, the, the, the reason we go on, out on the street is not that that's the only time to outreach, um, because this should be a lifestyle for all of us. I know you guys know this, but it is a good catalyst to say, I'm going to cross the chicken line. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with my fear of, you know, telling people about Jesus. And so, you know, the, the, there's events, but it should become a lifestyle. It should become every day. But we were out on the street and one of our guys um, began to share with a, with a guy who was um, currently at the time was homeless. Um, he was drunk. He'd been drinking. Um, and just began to speak about the love of Jesus. Um, and then he got the opportunity to, to pray for this man. And instantly, let, let, let this through your faith, instantly the, the guy was like, wow, I don't, I don't feel drunk anymore. What did you do to me? He goes, no, no, it wasn't me. It was Jesus. And just began, began to continue to minister to him. He led him to the Lord there on the street. But here's the cool thing. This is what I love. He didn't just go, great, bless you, see you later. He said, well, um, you know, Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for you. Would you come to my house for dinner this week? This guy is living on the street. So, so they invite him to their house. Um, and this is a family in our church. And they just begin to disciple him. They begin to love him. They, they give, him, give him a meal. Long story short, uh, this, this guy, um, another, another Christian came along um, and actually paid for him to have 10 nights in a, in, ho in a hotel accommodation, which meant that he could get cleaned up, get back on his feet. He got a job within two weeks. Uh, he's working. He's found a place to stay. He's in the life of our church. He's still going to that family's house every Wednesday night to be discipled. They're going through Alpha. Um, and he's part of the church family. This guy, who, I mean, he was living on the street, homeless. And this is two months ago. This is in the midst of where we're at right now. God's calling us. It's harvest time. But he's calling us to, to reflect his image. This guy wasn't, you know, wasn't a super evangelist. He just went out bearing the image of Jesus and showed his love to someone on the street and was willing not just to lead him to Jesus, but then to journey with him. It's an amazing testimony. I love it. I mean, you know, maybe you can, uh, I don't know if you guys have, have comments, maybe throw a hands up or say amen wherever you are. Um, I think we just got to celebrate those testimonies of what Jesus is doing. But to say yes to the mission re requires us to have a heart for those that people don't, other people don't have a heart for. It requires us to, to deal radically with anything in my life that sets itself up against the image of Jesus. If I'm going to say yes to the mission, if I'm going to bear his image, then I actually have to deal radically with stuff in my life that sets itself up against the image of Jesus. See, if we're in Jesus, we've been given his image in us. But it's a matter of moving all the other things out of the way. All the other things out of the way so that his image can be seen clearly. See, Jesus says that, that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the perfect image of the Father because he was without sin. There was nothing in him that obstructed the image of the Father in him um, or obstructed people seeing that perfect image in him. So can I ask this question this morning, church? What do you need to deal with in your life? What do you need to move out of the way today so that his image 
can be clearly seen. What do you need to change about the way you communicate? Maybe what do you need to change about what you're posting or what you're focusing on so that his image can be seen? Because I want to I encourage you again, it's harvest time. You, you, you guys are in the midst right now uh, of a time of lockdown and there's an opportunity to come out of that in greater power or to come out of that in the same place that you went into it. Um, one of the things that we found last year um, over the course of our long lockdown was that those that did the, the best, uh, you know, it was a hard, it's a hard situation, uh, you know, I, I understand that, but those who did well were the ones who very quickly find a, found a way to press into the Lord and to not make it about themselves, to actually find a way to minister to others. Those that struggled were those that, that could only see um, the, the lack, they could only see what they were going without rather than what God wanted to do in this season. Jesus is not restricted right now, church. Jesus is on the throne and his kingdom is advancing. Whether we can gather in person or we have to do it on Zoom or we have to do it online or we can only stay within a certain kilometer distance, whatever the restrictions are, Jesus is still on the throne. So what do you need to deal with in your life today? What do you need to move out of the way so that his image can be clearly seen in you? One of the things that we like to do as a, as a, a church here at Melbourne Lights is, um, especially when we're online, because you know, I would love to be able to have a response and have, you know, be able to, to lay hands on you and pray for you, and I am going to pray. But we like to leave people with an activation, because you're probably at home, you're listening to this online, um, you've got, you know, you've got some, some time there, there isn't anyone else around, but I want you to be activated to put this into practice in your life. So here's my activation this morning for you guys. Will you go and take five minutes? Before you rush off to do something else or, or you know, sometime this week, find some space, take five minutes and ask God to show you anything in your life that's keeping you from becoming more like Jesus or that's obstructing his image being formed and shown in your life. Get before him. Ask him to speak. Silence, silence your own thoughts. Silence the voice of the enemy. Say, God, I want to hear, you, hear your voice. Would you reveal, would you show me anything that is keeping me from becoming more like Jesus or obstructing his image being formed and shown in me. And then do this, because when you ask those questions, God will speak. He will show you. Write down what he shows you. Write it down. Pray, Lord, help me to, to deal with this. You, you might have to do some, yeah, you, you might need to do something practically. You might need to change something. Um, write it down, but then also do this. This is the last step. Share it with somebody. Whatever God shows you and you commit to, 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 to dealing with, write it down and then share it with somebody. Share it with your spouse. Share it with a, uh, a connect group leader or, um, you know, or a, a leader in the church. Somebody you can get on the phone, someone that's there with you, so that you can be accountable in that. See, we, we want practical handles to say, I want to I become more like Jesus. I want to bear your image, Lord. But I also want to be accountable in when God shows me stuff that I need to deal with, that I'm actually going to deal with it. I don't just go, yep, that was a great preach. Thank you, Matt. Um, you know, and then carry on with the week. No, this is a transformation time right now. So can we pray? Can you go do that this week? But can we pray together right now? I'm just going to invite you to respond. You know, maybe you're comfortable to, to lift your hands. Maybe you, you, you need to get down on your knees wherever you are. Um, close your eyes. Let's pray right now. Lord, I thank you. Lord, that when we come to you for our salvation, you give us a new image. Lord, that your image is in us. Lord, but I pray that we would be a people 
Lord, who reflect you well, who are, in, you know, who are growing in bearing your image. Lord, I pray right now that we would ruthlessly deal with anything, anything in our lives, Lord, that is obstructing your image being formed in us and being shown through us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that, that right now for GDC, Lord, that we wouldn't be a people who focus on what we can't do or on the lack, but that our, our vision and our eyes would be set upon you. Lord, I pray that this would be a season right now, Lord, a season of growth in you, a season of empowering, like Jesus in the wilderness, Lord, where they come out of this time, Lord, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I prophesy fresh power and fresh anointing over this church. Lord, I prophesy, Lord, bigger harvest. I prophesy, Lord, new regions, Lord, new areas of impact, Lord, both on a personal but on a corporate level as a church as well. Lord, we respond to you this morning. Lord, would, would, uh, would, would your favor and your presence rest upon this church in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you for what, you, what you're going to continue to do through GGC in your precious name. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com, or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.